good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Cody Cup, Henny Cup again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Listening to Native Roots Radio Presents... I'm awake and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. We discuss local and national Native news and events. And as you know, Haley, Native issues are human issues and human issues are Native issues. You're absolutely right, Dega. And this portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Yes, uh, what a great organization, and uh, they've been with us for so long. Hey, uh, just got to throw this out there. Uh, Haley, a great job the last couple days uh, working uh, in the office here as I'm playing around at the fair. I really, really appreciate it, and you've done a great job. And so proud to be related to you and also having you as Native Roots Radio producer. So uh, great job. I just want to give you a quick shout-out. Oh, Pina Gigi. Thank you. Yeah, I'm very glad to be your Honihei, your Hotung family. Uh, really proud to be your niece and proud to uh, just want to say Pina Gigi to you for giving me the opportunity here. So, yeah, it's kind of fun, right? Hey, I can say whatever I want. And then, and then uh, the mothership, like uh, Patrick or uh, Brett, could just cut us off and uh, <laughs> go to commercial if we say the wrong exactly. thing. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And shout, shout out to Pat, too. I forgot to do this yesterday, but shout out to Pat for uh, stopping by Sunday out at uh, the fair, stopping by the uh, Native Ritz Trading Post booth out in the West End Market. Uh, it's always fun to see what everyone looks like. We're always just so familiar hearing each other's voices on the radio and through the phone and whatnot. So always great to put... Um, a face to the voice. So shout out to you, Pat. Yeah, really uh, awesome. It was great to see Patrick. Uh, and we have to get Brad out there yet still, though. But Patrick's come a, co- a couple years in a row. It was great to see him. Hopefully he's walking around with a, a Sage Against the Machine shirt, or I can't remember what shirt he got, but it was uh, awesome to see him. And uh, hey, I just got to give a shout out, too, to uh, my Weeha, which uh, means second child, who's managing the store, and he knew who's working with her sister, twin sister, and, and son-in-law out at the Native Roots Trading Post at the State Fair. And uh, as you can see, today I am at home. I was working today, and then Wendy and I are going to run out to the fair right after the show and go see uh, Brandy Carlisle because we're crazy. Well, Brandy Carlisle, I mean, she was doing half of the openings with uh, Pink for her summer yeah. carnival tour. And she, uh, yeah, I'm sure that's why. I, I don't know if she was booked for the state fair before, but uh, that's why they had, um, or Pink had Pat Benatar open up for her here uh, when she was out here a couple weeks ago. And, and it looks like Brandy's tagging along just a few weeks after. So it should be a good show. And uh, I guess Winona Judd uh, is opening up for her. And uh, uh, yeah, that's awesome. And uh, so, you know, I guess I'm not a big country person, but, uh, you know, she's uh, pretty mainstreamed and has been doing great work. Uh, uh, We're going to have Nathan Wright on and talking about uh, a documentary coming up here. And Nathan is our our uh, Michigan uh, person that we like to talk to, uh, Water Protector Line 5. Uh, and so we're excited to talk to him. And then Wendy's got a Native um, uh, Native American, excuse me, a sacred animal section coming up today. So, um, you know, we're, we're really happy to be here. And uh, Haley, I, again, you know, uh, it was fun, very fun. I got to see after the show... Misco at the International Market Square. So if any of you are listening to us at the fair, which I always listen to the station uh, when I'm listening to specifically AM 950, I'm I'm listening on the app. So I go everywhere. I go on my walks and listen in the morning to Stephanie Miller and uh, Tom Hartman and, of course, Matt McNeil. Um, We we love Matt, and Matt uh, is just a powerhouse here on AM 950 and... uh, and then we're out and about on uh, Civic Media Radio, too, and 
give a shout out to those guys at Devil Radio and all the great uh, people in Wisconsin um, that are fighting the good fight, which is really a uh, really positive thing to do with when it comes to uh, all the stations that Civic Media Radio have in Wisconsin now. And we happen to be blessed on being eight, on 18 other stations too. So just a big shout out to them too, Haley. Uh, uh, it, it's fun. Uh, I just got to say this again. It's really fun. Not only seeing Patrick, who we've worked with, and uh, got to see Ogama. So those people that remember Ogama, she was out there working with Ampers, uh, volunteering, and uh, it was really good to see her. Uh, also, I had three or four people come up to the store, buy stuff, and then also take a selfie. So I felt like a like a little celebrity there, Haley. Well, yeah, I mean, you are the Robert Pilot and you are the <laughs> selfie king. So that's kind of your yeah. thing. I feel like you're known for that. <laughs> yeah, I used to be really the selfie king before I uh, got that other job that I have right now. So it's uh, trying not to do as many selfies and be kind of uh, low key out there in the in the in the hood but i love taking pictures of things that are happening native wise wherever i am and um you know native american heritage day at the fair was pretty awesome i got to take a lot of pictures and also i got to see uh at the end of the show yesterday i was walking up to the international market square and like i said if you guys are listening to this on uh, on your uh radio or on uh online and you're at the fair go up to see uh uh, the native dancers at the International uh, Market Square up there, uh, Misco, who was on yesterday, who is such a sweet person, and it's just great to know this young warrior who's uh, keeping traditions alive, and she'll be up there dancing with uh, the famous Mr. Yazi, uh, and he's been at the fair for 20 years straight, and something significant about that, Haley, too, is that usually, and I've known people that play in at the fair, in that uh, market space and they never play a year back to back so they might play oh. a year and two years come back but uh the native american dancers have been playing 20 straight years without a break and it's been um i guess uh you know they really like them at the fair because uh Mr. Yazi uh, really talks about our culture, and we talked about the fact that these aren't costumes, that they're us, they're part of our culture, right. and they who we are, and every bead uh, it has a prayer in it, you know, and I, I hear that about from the beaders. Yes, and um, what did they do that one bead to it? They put um, a bead where it's not supposed to go. I forget. Right. I think there's a word for it, but just to prove that, you know, as artists, as indigenous artists, that they're not perfect and that nobody's perfect and that even the art that we make isn't perfect. Um, so really beautiful. A lot of the regalia, any of um, what you see the dancers wearing, all of that is handmade by those dancers or by or with the help of those um, of their relatives or friends. So really a lot of work and time goes into making uh, the regalia so um, well that's a really good really... point let me let me just uh, jump in and say this Haley that's a really good point about beading when you're looking for authentic beading there is a mistake made in there um, on purpose whether it's a, a prayer or to show the imperfection like you said but also to show that it isn't made in China on a machine right. exactly yes exactly so, so yeah, Misko's Misko's great. So I think I believe she had a dance today at three. Um, I'm not sure uh, whether or not she was dancing a couple other days this uh, this week, but definitely get out there and make sure you see that. It always uh, our dancers always draw a large crowd. So yeah, it's like three, four, five, and six or something like that. Three forty-five, but. I, I got there at 6.15, and they were just wrapping it up. So, you know, right now they're definitely going full bore. And I didn't get a chance to get up there and dance and, and go, ho-wa, and raise my hand in, in a good way to, and point towards uh, Father Sky and Mother Earth, which I like to do when I dance. Right, right. We just can't have you uh, breaking your hip out there, Dega, though. So. <laughs> yeah, easy. Yeah. <laughs> right, or even straining it, you know. Yeah, or I should say Choka, not Dega. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, that means grandpa. She just called me grandpa, and I don't know if I that did. was a good thing. Oh, hey, up next, uh, Nathan Wright checking in on uh, what's happening uh, as a water protector of uh, 
up there in Lake Superior and uh, keeping our Mother Earth and Father Sky and our water clean and just giving us an update. You're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake and I'm here with Haley and uh, we're just uh, chilling out and <laughs> trying to be chill. We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. I heard sex trafficking happens a lot in Indian country. What is that? Here are some of the real reasons why sex trafficking happens in Indian country. Unequal gender roles that were forced on us by colonization. Communities don't have enough resources. Silence around domestic and sexual violence. Lack of attention and justice for missing and murdered indigenous people. There's a lot of behavior that keeps our communities out of balance. These are just a few true reasons why native communities are targeted by traffickers. When these acts of violence happen in our communities, it opens us all up for exploitation. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Outfront Minnesota is the state's largest LGBTQ plus advocacy organization, and they're celebrating our state's accomplishments protecting our LGBTQ plus neighbors. This is especially important as surrounding states are passing legislation targeting our trans community. But here in Minnesota, we made it clear, you belong here. Minnesota's LGBTQ plus rights have taken a significant step forward with the conversion therapy ban and the trans refuge bill, helping reshape the national discourse. The trailblazers who once championed same-sex marriage a decade ago continue propelling Minnesota towards an even brighter future. To celebrate these accomplishments, Outfront Minnesota is hosting their annual gala where we bring in together more than 700 guests at Allianz Field on Thursday, September 14th. The event celebrates a year of legislative wins while honoring diverse communities propelling Minnesota forward into next year. Again, that's Thursday, September 14th at Allianz Field with a dinner at 6 and party at 8. So come celebrate Minnesota's progress on LGBTQ plus rights and order your tickets at Outfront.org. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Nakti's Four Sisters Farmers Market, which happens today on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis from 11 to 3. Hey, really excited to have Nathan Wright on, and uh, I feel like you're our correspondent out there uh, east of us here, and uh, really good to see you. Uh, hey, Nathan, I was looking at your uh, bio. You're a veteran, too? Yes. Oh, wow. Yep. Well, hey, uh, really honored to have you on. A good one. Uh, I didn't realize that, Nathan, and it also says you're a fa- father and a herbalist, herbalist, and I said herbalist. Oh, boy. Herbalist, and... Uh, <laughs> forger and i saw you're a veteran too and a, a business owner and uh really carrying uh, our, our ways in a good way so it's always really a pleasure to have you on but also really big pleasure that i just realized you're a veteran you've probably said that but i just uh, realized that thank you so much for being on oh no problem thank you for having me i'm always uh, welcome to be here and share with you all what's happening back here in michigan and um Certainly, uh, there's a lot of things that we uh, have, uh, not only being Anishinaabe, but just uh, to be able to have that connection and maintain that connection on the things that are happening in between in between us and all around us. Absolutely. Th- thanks again. Hey, you got some updates for us. And I know uh, one of the things that we talked about a little bit earlier, I did not know about. And I'm wondering if you can uh, let our audience know what's coming up on September 15th. Sure. So uh, there's a a documentary that was made last year by uh, a couple of, uh, well, filmmaker, a couple of filmmakers. It was basically told the story about how two paddleboard uh, boardists went across uh, Lake Michigan, eventually down to Lansing, uh, which you could travel by waterway, and then went to Lansing. And along the way, they are checking the water for clarity they're doing interviews with indigenous people and alike uh to talk about the importance of the water and it's basically you know use this whole ideal of these two young men traveling 
and uh, checking the environment along the way and talking to people to tell the story about why our waters need to be protected. So this was filmed uh, last year and, and uh, they're finally, they finally have it done. And the film producer just notified me today that they are going to uh, be having their event down in Traverse City on September 15th. That will be the opening of that. And, and I clicked away and I hope you can still hear me. So Troubled Water, the premiere. We kind of lost you, Nathan. Um, can you still hear me okay? Not really. You're a little scratchy and uh, yeah, we just lost you here. It's making funny, funny, sacred noises. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> we lost Nathan for a minute. <laughs> but, That's all right. uh, He'll be back. He'll be back. But yeah, so we got a documentary uh, that he's in. Um, with, so me? that's coming out soon. Yeah, we can hear you, Nathan. It's just I think when you switch over and overpower your phone that you're on, that all of a sudden right. you sound like one of you sound like you're from Star Nation. You're one of our alien. Uh, yep. Uh, okay. Relatives. Sorry about that. So it's good. <laughs> the movie's going to premiere uh, Troubled Water. It's a documentary. It's going to premiere uh, in Traverse City on September 15th. It's on a Friday. They're going to have like a dinner and stuff. But if you Google Troubled Water, I'm sure it'll come up. If not, I will put it on the Mackinac O'Day website. That's what I'll do. Uh, M-A-C-K-I-N-A-W-O-D-E. I will put it on our, our Facebook page information about that documentary. I think it's important that if you're a water protector or anybody that's interested in what is happening with our waters and the importance of it, that you watch this documentary. These guys did a great job. I met the filmmakers, wonderful people, uh, environmentalists on the right path, and they certainly gave Indigenous people, uh, allowed them their voice to speak their own message, and they were very respectful in that area. Wonderful that's awesome. people. That's that's great to hear, and that's uh, wonderful. Hey, there's uh, Waters Life Gatherings happening all over up where you're at. Can you talk a little bit about what's happening up there, too? Sure. So, as many of you know, we have the Water is Life Festival. This is uh, something that's put on uh, by another group that's separate from Mackinac Day. Janan Cornstock heads this up. But it's a yearly event that uh, she is doing. And then you have other people, uh, other different organizations that are involved. And I'm just going to give you a kind of a gist of, of what is happening. So, a lot of you already that are water protectors are coming up from Minnesota. You have already heard about this. But in a nutshell, on uh, Friday, September 1st, they're having a feast from 5 to 9 at Little Travers Bay Band Government Building. Uh, bring a dish to pass or a snack to pass if you can. Uh, on the September 2nd, that's the Water is Life Festival. It used to be in Mackinac City, but they moved it down here to Petoskey. And that's going to be at the Festival Park near the break wall in Petoskey, Michigan. That'll be on Saturday, pretty much all day. Live music, a very fun event. I'm sure a lot of people that come will enjoy that. Uh, Sunday, which is September 3rd, will be an art build and potluck uh, from 10.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Um, potluck will be from 4.30 to 6.30. Bring a dish to pass if you can. That will be held at the Bliss Gardens Farm, uh, which is up in Harbor Springs. That's probably about 40 minutes north of Petoskey. Uh, so there's going to be uh, several art build projects going on, silk screens, buttons, different things like that, also at that event. Now, Monday, this is why most of you are coming. Every year uh, here in Michigan, they do a, what's called the bridge walk. So on Monday the 4th, they're doing a uh, shutdown Line 5 bridge walk. Uh, so that will that will go till noon in Savings, which is the north side of the bridge. And uh, it'll also happen in, in Mackinac City. So the bridge walk meetup will start at 5 a.m. Savings side. And uh, they'll shut down the bridge, I think, till noon. And then um, there's just a lot of activities that are happening around during that time. They're adding more, but that'll just give you a gist of what's happening. And for anyone that's interested in finding a camp space, there's a um, uh, the Lost Tamarack, which is uh, you should be able to find it online. They are providing, it's not too far from me actually, they are providing their festival grounds for campers to come camp at in a, a pretty safe environment. Um, if you're having difficulty finding a place to stay 
uh, bring a tent and they will be happy to provide for you. So this whole event with this series of many people, not only in Minnesota, Wisconsin, here in Michigan, everyone collaborating together to put something like this together to raise awareness for uh, shutting down line five and line three. Yeah, that's Absolutely. awesome. That I, totally yeah, we have our our little banner going on our Facebook and YouTube live here. So uh, just a call to action of what we can do to demand stopping line five right now. Um, please call the White House. That number is 202-456-1111. And then again, 202-456-1111. Demand stopping line five. Call the White House, please. Exactly. Hey, uh, any, any last words, uh, there, Nathan, uh, any good, any good words you want to leave us with? I think there's always good words. Uh, there's, right. there's an event happening up in Whitefish Island on, uh, the treaty rights up there for anyone that might be in the area that's up in Sault Ste. Marie, uh, lots of tribal leaders uh, who have, uh, up there, they've done a lot with standing up for treaty rights and a lot of those leaders will be there so if you're going to be in the area around september 15th try to make it to that uh festival um there's also a powwow i believe that's happening this weekend too up there on uh, um, whitefish island for those of you that are interested in that i'm going to be downstate at an herbalist gathering in the great lakes herb fair right around september 9th and 10th and um i just want to thank everyone that's worked so hard with uh, protecting our waters and our environment and our, our fight will never end. But uh, I appreciate all of your efforts and your continued work and to raise awareness, especially what you're doing here with Native Roots. Uh, it's really an honor to to be here and uh, to be able to share this message. Awesome. Hey, one more thing about uh, seven, uh, September 15th uh, before we let you go. The Huron-Robinson Treaty thing? Uh, no, I think the, the documentary I was talking about. Oh, the documentary. Oh yes. The documentary. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Isn't yeah. Um, no, that other, other than it's going to be really good. The guys that did it, um, uh, Davis, he, he's a, an amazing cinematographer. I mean, his, his camera work and everything is great. And the two guys, there, there are two younger guys that he worked with that, uh, you know, they kind of tell it from, um, maybe their generation perspective, you know, kind of a younger generation perspective, but they intertwine it from the footage that I've seen of it. They, you know, they have us in our G-mounds, you know, traveling in our canoes. They did a, they did a, a drone of us. Uh, they, they let us uh, speak our words about treaty rights and everything. Um, you know, I haven't seen the whole thing, but the footage that I've seen them do is amazing. And it tells a great story that I think every water protector and anyone that cares about, the environment would really appreciate Sam. Right and on. That's hey, Trevor City, and I will I'll put the link on Mackinac Day. Right on. Hey Nathan, always a pleasure. Thank you so so much for stopping in with this quick update. We uh, love having you on, and again, thank you uh, for your service. I really appreciate you being on. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Right on. Hey, you're listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and we'll be right back after this short break. Hey, please stay with us. Oh, Be a vaccinative. It's time to come together and talk about the urgent need to stay up to date on COVID-19 vaccinations to protect our heritage, our loved ones, and our future. Throughout history, we have always faced challenges, and today we must protect our culture and loved ones. This is our opportunity to ensure that our tribal gatherings once again resound with joy and celebration, where the echoes of our ancestors guide our steps. It's a chance to care for our elders, cherishing their wisdom and stories for generations to come. COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective. Let us unite resilient as ever and show the world the strength of the Native American community. Together, we shape a future where our traditions thrive, our children learn from our ancestors, and our people flourish once more. So be a vaccinative and learn more about staying up to date with your COVID vaccinations at health.state.mn.
health.state.mn.us. That's health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Minnesotans age 65 plus might qualify for Health Partners Minnesota Senior Health Options. The plan includes personal support, coverage for medical prescription drugs and dental, plus over 30 extra benefits. Eligibility information is available at healthpartners.com slash one plan. Health Partners is a health plan that contracts with both Medicare and the Minnesota Medical Assistance Medicaid program to provide benefits of both programs to enrollees. Enrollment in Health Partners depends on contract renewal. Attention art enthusiasts, experience Laura Youngbird's Indie Wisigindam, My Heart Hurts, a solo exhibition by Laura Youngbird presented by All My Relations Arts this summer. All My Relations Arts aims to foster connections between contemporary American Indian artists, preceding generations, diverse audiences, and the vitality of the American Indian cultural corridor. Laura Youngbird is a talented artist from the Minnesota Chippewa Grand Portage Band that uses the dress as a metaphor to address social issues injustices, and biases. Through mixed media combining drawing, painting, and prints, Laura explores the dress as a powerful symbol in her work, revealing layers of meaning. Her series examines mixed emotions and themes like common threads, loose ends, and vulnerability. And you can see Laura Youngbird's Inde Wisigindam, My Heart Hurts, all summer through September 9th at All My Relations Arts in Minneapolis. Plan your visit and let the moving art speak to your heart. More information at allmyrelationsarts.org. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States. And 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's Let's live live and and let howl. Affordable, healthy, and culturally appropriate food is accessible right in the heart of the American Indian Cultural Corridor at Four Sisters Farmer's Market. They embrace inclusivity and accessibility at Four Sisters, accepting SNAP and EBT benefits, market bucks, guest produce market bucks, cash, and cards. So enjoy the abundance of fresh food regardless of your payment method at Four Sisters Farmer's Market. Open Thursdays until October from 11 to 3 at 1414 East Franklin Avenue. More at NACD.org and tell them Native Roots Radio sent you. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Hazy tonight with a low of 60, then Wednesday sunshine with a high of 78. Warner Stallion delivers appliance savings on a stick you won't find anywhere else. Earn a bonus for each additional appliance you buy for up to $1,000 back. Plus, pay no interest for two years. Shop smart with the specialists at Warner Stellion. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by the Native American Community Clinic on Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis, honoring health and tradition. Yes, they do. Hey, there's so much going on, but, you know, uh, I don't know if you mentioned this when uh, you were hosting the show, but, uh, you know, uh, Indigenous history... Is one of the new requirements in Minnesota classrooms. So that's kind of uh, pretty interesting. That's a new bill, and that's really exciting that that's happening now here in Minnesota. Um, you know, uh, our history has been left out for so many years and so many generations. Uh, that's just unbelievable, Haley. Yeah, I know. And actually, you know, I, I didn't get around to talking to this yet. Really wanted to save this for you, uh, just being an educator and working um, at Harding High School for all of those years. Really wanted to get your take on this. Um, so I guess, yeah, growing up um, all throughout my time in elementary school, junior high, high school, it's indigenous um, education wasn't something that was really ever talked about um really even during thanksgiving or lessons on christopher columbus uh really wasn't something that we even talked about back then and i think um it's kind of a coincidence but the elementary school i went to was actually called columbus um yeah 
And I remember too, probably being in, uh, I want to say second or third grade, um, the school pulled me out of class once and, and tried to, um, build or have me build a friendship with another kid um, who had just moved to that area and just began going to school there with us. Um, but we were the only two Native American kids in the school. Um, wow. So I don't know, just, you know, that's my representation and what I um, grew up with in the classroom, you know, indigenous teachings wasn't ever talked about. Um, so I'm really happy to hear that this is going to be a new requirement in classrooms. Um, just goes to show with how our government, our state government, um, is able to do all of these really great things and pass all of these great laws with the help of the tribal nations. Um, yeah. And a really just shout out to Peggy and all of our um, indigenous uh, state representatives that are, yeah, exactly, for <laughs> making us be seen and right. letting our voices be heard in the state. Um, so yeah, and NPR News actually did a really great article on this. So this was August 16th um, by Kathy Werzer and Gracie Stockton. Uh, indigenous history is one of the newest requirements in Minnesota classrooms. So uh, some important wording tucked into a section of the bill, again, probably, uh, I'm sure that was Kunish's doing or uh, Keeler, I'm sure one of our indigenous uh, lawmakers. But um, so important wording tucked into a section of a bill passed last spring by Minnesota legislator uh, describes a new requirement for classrooms across the state in one simple sentence. So this is all that was written in the bill and they just tucked it in there. It says this sentence, indigenous education for all students. Mm -hmm. That was it. So this new mm -hmm. requirement includes that Minnesota teachers renewing their K through 12 license must receive professional development in the cultural heritage and contemporary contributions of American Indians with particular emphasis on the Minnesota tribal nations. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know. Well, let people, me just say this, uh, you know, I'm 62 years old. So in 1978, I, I say this a lot, but when it comes to, uh, well, I was born in the 60s. So the racist TV shows like F Troop and, all these shows, uh, and especially the movies that uh, John Ford movies that were supposed of like classic uh, westerns, but showed our, our Native Americans one as a pan American pan natives because of what they were wearing, and you know in these movies they were wearing headbands to keep their wigs on. The white people keep their wigs on, and that's not the way it was or is. So. There's a lot of history out there that hasn't been taught, but I just want to say, like, I'm 62 years old, so in 1978 when I was a junior is when we could uh, practice our own religion, you know? And just think of that. People supposedly came and conquered this country to uh, and stole it from the Native Americans to uh, <laughs> uh, leave uh, religious persecution. And so it's just a bizarre kind of... Uh, you know, truth and justice for some, you know, not for all. And uh, it's it's amazing. And I, I not only, um, Haley, while you were speaking about giving the shout outs to our, our native uh, uh, lawmakers and uh, lieutenant governor, this these things probably wouldn't have come up if they weren't in office, one. And two, uh, I want to give a shout out to our, all our uh, white and uh, BIPOC allies out there that voted for this too. Absolutely. Yeah, because it takes all of us. Um, again, you know, just knowing our native population, there's, I mean, it's so small um, in the state of Minnesota compared to our other um, communities. Um, but yeah, it takes everyone and we're just really grateful that we do have representation in the state. Hey, let me just uh, bring up another thing too that I'm really excited about is that you know uh, Apple's original film announces October 20th as a new worldwide release date for the Killers of the Flower Moon. And I'm to totally excited because I'm a big film buff. I taught film and uh, video and television in high school. And so I've always been a big film uh, buff, but it's, you know, a Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Robert De Niro, who just turned 80, and... Uh, 
Uh, we got Uli uh, Gladstone, who is uh, a Native American that's playing in the movie. And, uh, you know, it's about the, the Killers of the Flower Moon and the, the Osage uh, Natives that, uh, you know, by a struck, struck of luck became one of the richest uh, groups in the country at the time when they struck oil. And um, then the fun began, you know, there was, uh, well, if you read the book, this is based on the book and the book's pretty crazy because of what happened to, you know, they couldn't drive, the people had to drive them and, and people infiltrated their families. And next thing you know, um, people were dying uh, out of nowhere. So, that's I'm excited to see uh, that movie come out and a, a, a great uh, director, you know, um, uh, is going to tell the story. And so I'm totally, totally excited to um, to um, watch that movie. Yeah, me too. Again, just rock star cast as well. I mean, and a lot of those actors, like you said, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, Robert De Niro, I feel like any role that they have, they always um, try to portray it in the most accurate, truthful way. So um, I'm really excited to see how this comes together and how they're able to uh, tell everyone the story of Osage Nation and what happened back then. Yeah, and it says based on uh, the book because the book is, it's not a, a fiction book, it's a nonfiction book of really what happened. So it'll be interesting um, how they portray a lot of the, the things that went down, but still totally stoked to Haley, really excited. Can't wait uh, till this movie comes out. And um, yeah, I'm just really, really excited about it. Absolutely. When is that coming out? Did they have a release date for that? Yeah. Um, October 20th. Awesome. I got to I'll put that in my calendar. Right on. And then also I I have a update, you know, that I updated too, just a little um just a little uh, update uh you know, come and get your love which uh was done by Redbone was a Native American rock band and they reached the the top 5 of the US uh, Billboard's uh top 100 in 1974 with their single come and get your love the single went uh, certified gold selling over a million copies it's always it's also made redbone the first native american band to reach the top five in the billboard top hot 100 with the song reaching five redbone achieved hits with the single singles we were all wounded at wounded knee the witch queen of new orleans and maggie in the united uh, in the united states uh, although the sing single singles were more successful overseas, and one of the things about Redbone, if you don't uh, know this, Haley, that group uh, really kind of lost in favor with the record companies, and they stopped promoting them when they were supporting the AIM American Indian Movement, and were playing at the protests and things like that at the at the time, and uh, oh. really the downfall of them. And it's funny that song came back. Uh, I can't think of the name of the movie, but they uh, that was that was played prominently in that one um, alien or spaceship movie. I can't remember what the heck that's called, but it was just recent. Last there's been three of them. I'll have to look that up and uh, be more co more co more coherent on the radio show. But uh, <laughs> and there's an interesting YouTube video of Redbone at the on the midnight special and. When we only had three stations, Haley, uh, many, many people watched the Midnight Special, and it came on at midnight or 1 o'clock in the 70s, like I think it was 70 to 81. And, oh, <laughs> Santina, thank you so much. The Guardians of the Galaxy is, uh, we have really smart <laughs> smart listeners, and we really appreciate you. Uh, yeah, the Gal uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy kind of brought that song back, and also... There's a YouTube video of of uh, Redbone and and they're wearing their regalia, singing the song, and it's really cool. And they dance oh. a little bit before that. Uh, they do some they do some drumming, and then they jump right in the into that song. Uh, Those are uh, the that's like Pat Vegas, right? Those are the Vegas brothers, uh, the singers. 
and uh, songwriters for Red yeah. Wings. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Great yeah, song. and great band. A, a very fun and. To me, I didn't remember that they were Native American until I saw that uh, saw that uh, video again. So shame on me. Well, That's crazy. No, well, my Jaji as well. You know, I actually just found out that they were a Native American rock band as well because at the Shakopee Powwow, we had uh, the Natives uh, clothing booth is there, and they actually have shirts with Redbone right. uh, band members. So just a great little reminder. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's pretty, pretty cool, you know, and uh, we're still here. We are the seventh generation, right? I mean, we've been, uh, we're still doing things here and we are just excited to be a part of uh, people that, uh, well, let me just do this real quick. Yeah, let's give a shout out to Bob Barker, too, who passed away, who was Native American. We'll be right back after the short break with our, our sacred animal portion with Wendy. See you tomorrow, everyone. Outfront Minnesota is a driving force behind LGBTQ plus advocacy in our state, and they're gearing up to honor our state's monumental achievements in protecting our LGBTQ plus neighbors. While other states took steps backwards, Minnesota had the greatest advance in LGBTQ plus rights in 10 years. We showed that Minnesota is committed to affirming our values as a state that trusts individuals to make informed decisions about their bodies and lives, while also taking pride in delivering exceptional health care and supporting communities in need. We passed a conversion therapy ban and a trans refuge bill. And now Upfront Minnesota is ready to lead Minnesota towards even a brighter future. To celebrate, Outfront Minnesota is hosting their annual gala, where we bring in together more than 700 guests at Allianz Field on Thursday, September 14th. The event celebrates a year of legislative wins while honoring diverse communities propelling Minnesota forward into next year. Again, that's Thursday, September 14th at Allianz Field with a dinner at 6 and party at 8. So come celebrate Minnesota's progress on LGBTQ plus rights and order your tickets at Outfront.org. As we emerge from the shadows of the pandemic... Let us celebrate our resilience and embrace the path to a brighter future. While the COVID-19 emergency declaration may be over, our commitment to safety remains stronger than ever. We invite you to stand tall and protect what matters most, our health and the well-being of our loved ones and elders. The power to keep our community safe lies within each one of us. It's important to remember the basics when you're with someone who might be at risk of COVID complications. Wear your mask, wash your hands often, and take an at-home COVID test if you have any symptoms. We are a strong and interconnected community, and together we'll emerge from this challenge stronger than ever. Stay safe, stay healthy, and keep the spirit of our Native American culture thriving. Find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. That's health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health. Native Ritz Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. How? Hey, Karagi, welcome back. You guys can help protect the wolves at howlingforwolves.org. Again, support the wolves at howlingforwolves.org. Uh, we got Wendy Pilot, our humane animal advocate, up from... Uh, U.S. Humane Society. So why don't we go ahead and take a listen. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Haley. Hey, everybody. My name is Hanaji Hihani. That means cares for them. I was given that name by my Dega Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a humane policy volunteer leader for the Humane Society of the United States, and I work on animal issues at the local and state level. And it's always my pleasure to do that. Uh, at the Humane Society of the United States, 
We are an organization that helps protect all animals, be a chicken in a factory farm or an elephant in a, in a zoo or in a circus. And what we do is we um, want policies and laws and ordinances to pass that will keep our animals um, safe and our and people safe and the environment safe and that's what we work on. A lot of people think that the humane the humane society of the United States uh, adopts out dogs and cats. Uh, we do not do that. We work on policy. Uh, the other thing that the Humane Society of the United States does, when asked, they will go to a disaster zone, whether it's a hurricane, a tornado. Uh, you know, wildfires, we've had a lot of that going on. If they are asked, they will go and help um, get animals out of there in safety. And then they will work with local shelters uh, to get animals safe. So that's what the Humane Society of the United States does. Um, Your local Humane Society, that's where the confusion comes because it's almost the same name. Um, so anyway, today I'm going to be talking about uh, fun facts. I know it's Tuesday, so we'll call it Tipsy Tuesday instead of uh, Fun Fact Friday, but we still are at the Minnesota State Fair, so we're going to keep things light, and after the Minnesota State uh fair ends on Labor Day, then we're really going to get into the nitty gritty and talk about animals and how we can really go ahead and help them. But for now, we're doing Tipsy Tuesday. Um, I am on a, I'm on a site. It's called the hashtag fact site, science and nature. It's 300 random animal facts. It's written by Luke Ward. And uh, this is from uh, July 6th. Uh, 2023. We last left off at uh, number 66, and we're working our way backwards. We started at um, 300, and we're working our way to number one. So we're going to start here at 66, but let's do 67. Uh, That was the last fun fact that we read the last time we did this. 67, most elephants weigh less than the tongue of a blue whale. And if everybody remembers, uh, we talked about the blue whale being the largest mammal on the earth. The flea can jump up to 200 times its own height. This is equal to a man jumping the Empire State Building in New York. That's amazing. Scientists have performed brain surgery on cockroaches. Well, mm. I guess that was for science and not for the cockroach. I'm guessing. I could be wrong. The great horned owl has no sense of smell. That could be a good thing or a bad thing. I have uh, my uh, fun little animals here. I have uh, little Miss Wanda. She's barking if she sees somebody walk, walk past us. And I have little Lucy Lou, our old kitty cat. All right, where did we leave off? A woodpecker can peck 20 times per second. You know, I never saw a woodpecker until I moved here to Minnesota 23 years ago. I never saw them in New York. The kangaroo's ancestors lived in trees. Today, there are eight different kinds of tree kangaroos. I had no idea about that. I just thought kangaroos hopped around on the ground. Baby horses can walk and run after just a few hours of being born. And I talked about horses uh, before here on on, uh, Native Roots Radio, and horses are born with a uh, fight or flight response. Uh, So that's important for them to be able to run so that the uh, predators don't get them, right? The earliest European European images of dogs are found in cave paintings dating back 12,000 years ago in Spain. So the dogs uh, have been around and by man's side for many, many years, and I love that. The Latin name for moose is Alces Alces. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but that's the Latin name for moose. 
I'll probably have to Google that. You know, sometimes what I do is I just go into Google and I'll say how to pronounce something and it'll tell me how to do it. But hippos can run faster than humans. You might think that they can't because they're so big. Tigers have striped striped skin as well as their fur. So if you shave a tiger, you will see their stripe in their skin. A dog's shoulder blades are unattached to the rest of the skeleton to allow greater flexibility for running. Hey, Wanda, that's good that you have good flexibility. Our little Wanda, she's a, we're not really exactly sure how old she is. She's a rescue. She's a little like nine pound Shih Tzu and she has a little bit of arthritis. So she takes uh, medication every day. Uh, it's called Rimadel and it helps with her arthritis pain and she gets around really well. We just got back from a nice long walk. Uh, one thing, do not ever give your dog any ibuprofen, Advil, um, anything like that. Uh, dogs cannot uh, metabolize that medication in their body and they could actually die from it. So you don't want to do that. A cat has 32 muscles in each ear. So you have 64 muscles in your ears, Lucy. Yeah, you could hear, see her ears like... Um, flipping around and moving around a lot to hear all the sounds, although she doesn't really hear that well anymore. Um, the dumbest dog in the world is the Afghan hounds. Well, that's sad. I don't uh, think that uh, they should talk about the dumbest dog because I think well, maybe they are the dumbest dog. Anyway, cats have lived with people for only 7,000 years. Only, I think 7,000 years is a long time. There is a butterfly in Africa with enough poison in its body to kill six cats. A butterfly. I'd like to know what that butterfly looks like. That's terrible. The smell of a skunk can be detected by a human a mile away. I'm going to read that again. The smell of a skunk can be detected by a human a mile away. Yeah, and now that marijuana is legal, you could smell that skunk weed a mile away too, I think. <laughs> At birth, baby kangaroos are only about an inch long, no bigger than a large water bug or a queen bee. We'll do one more, one or two more here. A grasshopper can leap 20 times the length of its own body. A herd of 60 cows is capable of producing a ton of milk in less than a day. Yes. The blue whale, we were just talking about that. The blue whale weighs as much as 30 elephants and is, and is as long as three greyhound buses. That is the blue whale. That is amazing. Okay, here. An anteater is nearly six, six, wait, let me read that again. An anteater is nearly six feet long, yet its mouth is only one inch wide. So those are some fun facts that we have going on today. Everybody have a great rest of your Minnesota State Fair. And back to you, Robert and Haley. Thanks, Wendy. We'll be back tomorrow. You're listening to Native Roots Radio.